challenge, leave things better. This is Webademic, a semi-regular broadcast about the way the web is changing our lives, why we should care, and how we can act together for good. This is episode two with your hosts, Mike Wickett and Jeff Sage. Governments at all levels are struggling. Struggling to manage evolving economies, struggling to manage diverging sets of voter values, struggling to understand the new global context. Cornerstones like education, infrastructure, and retirement security aren't measuring up the way they used to. Some say we're not getting what we want. Some say the price is too high. Leadership at all levels are ever posturing over who has the best solution to these unrelenting and complicated political issues. Raise taxes to deliver more programs and higher quality service, or drastically reduce taxes and cut some programs altogether to save citizens a buck. One is an investment not always palatable to the populace. The other potentially damaging in the long term to infrastructure, to culture, to quality of life, to competitiveness. The social web is giving rise to a third option, a different way, an approach rooted in citizen engagement, a profoundly generative process driven by open dialogue that the public can actually participate in and build on with ideas, with solutions, and even capital for the good of our communities. We asked a few people attending a local municipal council meeting what our increased online interconnectedness meant for citizen engagement from their perspective. My name is James Shelley. Uh, my name is Abe Outsorn. All right, so I'm Ed Jackman. Well, it's Paul Hubert, uh, Councillor for Ward 8. Uh, my name is Sean Adamson. My name is Al DeRushe. My name is Sean Quigley. Yeah, so just start with uh, how our sort of increased interconnectedness has uh, changed citizen engagement. I guess ultimately it's a bit of a chicken and an egg question. Is citizenship uh, driven more by these technologies or is citizenship just checking catching up with technologies, or is technology driving citizenship? I would say absolutely that social media has changed the way that citizens engage. Is that engagement is moving at the speed of light. So what that means is that as fast as an issue comes up in a social media and the people who are connected to it, uh, they react to that quickly. And so I think we have a collective responsibility to ask our policymakers to act in response to that. Well, first of all, it's quickly, you can quickly mobilize uh, a group of people around an issue, around a theme, around an idea. This sort of thing, for lack of a better term, gets viral, and you see a lot of people that are concerned about what's happening here in London show up and show up in numbers and complete surveys, and and it prompts a lot of action. Kind of found one person, they led to the next and to the next. Eventually, I have a very pretty good community of friends on there, and they're passions became my passions or uh, I wanted to help them achieve what they wanted to achieve. The other thing is that there's a real hunger right now. There's a real hunger for a need to, for people to get involved, whether that's, and especially civically, I'm noticing that in London. Really taking the best ideas I've seen in other cities and trying to uh, make some of them happen here or to encourage other people to make them happen here. It's a reciprocal, it's interactive, so so it kind of snowballs on an ongoing basis. So there's actually a conversation versus a, a one-way communique. It gets talked about online and it gets focused online and it turns into something bigger and hopefully more beneficial. And so suddenly um, you had people kind of looking for information and noticing a lot of their friends tweeting about the, the election. And so they start to turn to Twitter to kind of keep up to date. 
where the rubber meets the road is ultimately in citizens' engagement with uh, the people themselves who are making the decisions. Community, online community of people who are interested in the politics locally? They they feel a community behind them. Um, it might be a small community in London. I don't know that we have much more than 1% of the population on Twitter, maybe 2%, but they feel some uh, people backing them. Uh, it encourages them. Uh, they use their voice more and I think some of them will probably run for municipal office in 2014. I think the really interesting thing is, is the the capacity that citizens have to have uh, faster and public discourse with their elected representatives. Uh, five years from now, I think you're probably going to see uh, there's, there's going to be people that I've connected with on Twitter that are going to run for office. Um, we're certainly a lot more engaged, a lot more committed to what's happening around us, and I think that's really going to shape the political landscape of the future. Tim O'Reilly, founder of O'Reilly Media, put it best, quote, How does government become an open platform that allows people inside and outside government to provide better services to each other? In this model, government is a convener and an enabler rather than the first mover of civic action, end quote. The days where we just sit by and blindly trust our elected officials to do the right thing are over, or they should be. These are complicated days, and so the onus is on each one of us to contribute to a new way for citizens and government, to the decisions that are going to affect our kids and their kids. And if you don't like it, or you can't be bothered to get involved, come quietly or there will be trouble. A special thanks to our participants in the field, James Shelley, Sean Adamson, Sean Quigley, Abe Outsorn, Ed Jacklin, Alda Roche, and London City Councillor Paul Hubert. Their Twitter handles and more can be found in our show notes section at webademic.org.